Before we get into today's episode, I have a couple of announcements. Uh, the first one being that is that um, in this episode, I make the mistake of saying that Blue Mage is particular only to this game and that it doesn't show up in the rest of the series. That is absolutely wrong, and I don't know what I'm talking about, and maybe I shouldn't say things that I know nothing about. Um, so just a heads up. Uh, the other thing is that this week I showed up in New Game Plus podcast and New Game Plus podcast uh, for their retro recap. So go check it out. It'll be me and two other content creators that absolutely love that podcast who, you know, were, I would say, inspired by that podcast to start our own podcast. That includes Yaf. Yaf is definitely influenced by and inspired by New Game Plus. So give them a listen and I'll include the link at the in the description. And I mean, most likely, if you're a listener to this podcast, you probably are a listener here because you listen to New Game Plus. So, but if you're, if that's not the case, go check them out. But without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Yaf Podcast, yet another Final Fantasy podcast. This is season five, episode 12. We're playing Final Fantasy V Advance. And we have just made it out of world one. We use the meteors on the first world to create a warp portal, jumped into it and found ourselves on Galef's world. So we start, start out on Galef's world on a small island. And what's kind of cool about this small island, and I'm reading this in the guide right now, is that there are these monsters. And if you fight those monsters, they'll drop a tent after battle every single time. In fact, it says that, hey, you can use this as a cheap way to stock up if you're running low. The reason being is that once you take a break and you set up a tent and go to sleep, that's when a cutscene happens and advances the story. The funny thing, though, is that at this point, you should have more than enough money to afford a tent. It's a really cool mechanism to you know, get you to start the cutscene and to make it really easy for you to start the cutscene. So the party takes a break and the go to sleep, and monsters attack them and take them into the trees. Uh, we fight the, the abductor, and then we find ourselves in a cell in X-Death's castle. So things kind of escalated very quickly once we landed on this planet. Uh, X-Death confronts us. Um, the monster tells us, uh, there's a monster that tells X-Death that Galef and the others have made it to the big bridge. And that's kind of where we start off. Before I continue the story, I did want to talk about, I mentioned it a lot in the last episode, mostly to really stretch out that episode because it was pretty short, but the graphics in this game, like in this world, look a little bit different than the ones from the world one. Mostly that all of the colors are slightly off and different. Inside of the castle, it looks exactly the same as anywhere else, but on the outside, it looks very different. All the colors are shifted just a little bit, including the monsters, including X-Death, whose like blue color doesn't entirely match the blues that we're used to in world one it's a really interesting like identifier i would so i really like pixel art and i do sometimes take um take part in creating pixel art uh, there i had a running project project for quite a while where i would do a self-portrait basically anytime i shaved my face or shaved my head or got a haircut or anything like that and i would draw a self-portrait of myself in like with pixel art, I also created like sceneries. Um, I love, love pixel art. I actually, I'm thinking of getting a tablet that, that is 
you know what, unrelated to the podcast. But I wanted to mention like that you can really tell that you're in a different world. It doesn't look like you're just in a different map on the same world. So right, so X-Death is made aware that Galef and the others are at the big bridge. And he says, hey, let's prepare the big mirror. A lot of big things in, in World 2, right? Um, there's a big mirror that they set up in front of the, the cell where we're being held. And Galef and Krilly look up and see us in the sky? So <laughs> X-Death used, I mean, it's a magical mirror, right? Like, so the X-Death used this, this mirror as like a way to project um, our image into the sky so that Galef and Krilly could see that we really are, you know, in his possession. At that point, once they notice us, X-Death threatens to hurt the party if Galef tries to attack, and Galef and Krilly run away. Uh, X-Death calls Gilgamesh over? Wait, really? Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh the Samurai? <laughs> uh, so if you're not familiar with the story of Gilgamesh, and I'm not super familiar with it either, you should go look it up. Uh, but it, Gilgamesh was definitely not a samurai, which is really funny. So uh, Gilgamesh becomes our like guarding figure. He's the... He's, yeah, he's the prison guard. Uh, Bartz, Bartz tries to run at the cell and then to, to get X-Death, but it gets shocked by the, by the actual, what do you call it? The, it gets shocked by the cell bars, like by the, um, by the metal. Uh, Galef takes, then we cut back to Galef. Galef takes Krilly's Wind Drake, um, not a Wyvern, but a Wind Drake, and uses it to fly to Bartz and his friend. He flies across a bridge um, from his kingdom all the way to another kingdom, and then sends the Wind Drake away. This is kind of like an interesting parallel that Galef is kind of like the King Tycoon of this world. Is that like a possibility? And then makes me wonder if King Tycoon at some point had his own party and was questing and venturing across the world. Um, I mean, there's not like a direct connection like that, but that's what it makes me think of. Galef enters the castle, opens a chest and retrieves Bartz's things. Um, if I remember correctly, he only retrieves Bartz's things, never Ferris's or Lena's. So it's kind of, it's a little bit weird. And I wonder if the, I wonder if that's a, well, it can't be a translation issue. This is, this is in the Final Fantasy V advanced version, right? So like in this version, we should have something that's a little bit more, um, refined and polished in the SNES version that came out, right? Um, but still, it's just Bartz's things. We never pick up Lenas or Ferris's, even though they get it back once we get them. So now the cutscene ends and we play as Galef solo. This is so interesting. I don't remember the last time that I got to play as a solo char character that it wasn't the main character, right? So in Final Fantasy 1, your party never changes. Final Fantasy 2, your party changes, but you have the main three characters at all times. Uh, I don't I don't think they ever split up, but you have three main characters and you get then you get the fourth one. In Final Fantasy 3, you have four main characters. I mean, you in Final Fantasy 3, granted, in the remake at least, I don't know if it was in the original, you started as one character and you gathered the whole party. So there's like an implicit, oh, this guy is the first one or guy. The, yeah, I guess it was guy. It was fair. Wasn't it? Who was it? I don't remember his name. It doesn't matter. So there was like an implicit, oh yeah, this is the first character that, that 
you know, gather the party and the party never splits up. Final Fantasy IV is all about Cecil, of course. There's nobody, no, it's nothing, it's Cecil's story. It's the rise and fall of Cecil. If, well, that's not, that's not right. It's the fall and rise of Cecil. Um, in Final Fantasy V, we did start with Bards. Bards being kind of like the lead character that gathers the entire party. However, this is the first time we were like, hey, we're going to play as Galef. We're going to play as a completely different character by himself. Given that Galef at this point was, I think it was a, either a time wizard or a white wizard or something like that, I decided to change his job into being a red wizard so that I can do not only healing, but attacking spells and a red wizard can use a sword really well as well which was nice i did try to use the heart oh he was a bard that's right he was a bard before this i did try to use the equip harps um ability but it didn't work entirely right i believe and i maybe that was because of the fact that i had a sword equipped but it would like never optimize to equip a harp so i ended up changing that out and i had like the ability to cast red magic which is black and white magic and the ability to hide because uh, Galef often gets targeted um, during battles to get killed uh, it's either Galef or bart's actually um, or lena or ferris okay wait <laughs> um, I do see Galef get uh, targeted a lot because of the fact that he casts white magic, and I wonder if some monsters specifically try to attack the, the characters that boost. And then, you know, Bart gets usually attacked because he's in the front row, and that's his point, so that's like, that's okay. So yeah, we're playing as Galef, um, there's a room that recovers health, there's a safe point, which is really nice. Uh, the room that recovers health, you get like water that you can just drink, and it's really nice, and I really wish there was more of these, like, hey, you can fully heal um, at a safe point because of like some natural spring. That could be like a really cool way to signify that something is a safe point, would be that there's a natural spring or something, or that there's water flowing through the castle, or whatever. It, it feels like an awesome idea, and I wish they did it in more parts of the game. And if you're, I'm thinking back, and almost every single game, whenever I start, and there is some kind of healing water like that, I get really excited about it, and then I find out that the rest of the game just ignores that idea. Uh, there's some locked doors, uh, which kind of tells me that we're going to come across this area again, and then we go to the basement. Uh, I think I went through like a one or two levels, and finally fought Gilgamesh. So Gilgamesh is a samurai, and after dealing some damage, and <laughs> damage to me, like not even a lot, I I wore Gil Gilgamesh down, and he runs off scared, and just like, yeah, disappears. Not a very good guard. Uh, Galef opens the jail cell, lets the party out, and we all gather to be a single party now, and we're off. Yay, we're all reunited. Um, as we we're going back up from the basement, there was an area where there were like two guards kind of walking in a circle behind. Um, it, it looks like they're in a jail cell. They're not, but like in a sectioned off area and we have to crawl to get out to like, I, we have to hide. And it's really funny because I haven't seen this animation before in Final Fantasy V, but the entire party literally gets on the ground, like, well, Bart's gets on the ground, and we crawl under these, like, window-looking things that look into that area where they're walking, so we don't want to be seen, and it's really kind of cute and funny. Um, there isn't a lot of interactive stuff like that in Final Fantasy V, and I wonder if this is, again, a precursor to some of the, the some stuff like that that's going to happen in later games. As soon as we get out of the castle, we get attacked by new monsters. Um, I wrote down something that I already mentioned in the last episode, that it really reminds me of Chrono Trigger, uh, which had like this d different skewed palette um, 
to indicate like which time period we were in. Uh, so this the game does something similar to really set apart World 1 and World 2, and I really appreciate that. Um, we're, I started to make my way out of the castle, which is surrounded by a bunch of mountains, and I noticed there are these towers everywhere on this island that this castle is on. And that, that's a little bit confusing, um, and I don't really know what they are, and I can't wait to find out. I, I did check in with the guide at this point, and the guide mentioned that, hey, like, if you want to be a blue mage, um, or if you're a blue mage, you can get a spell from the woods by the castle. Um, there are some woods that surround the ex-death's castle. And I thought to myself that, like, hey, the blue mage might be a really cool class to try in the next run-through if I ever play Final Fantasy V again. Uh, the reason being is that I, I didn't pick it because it felt too complex. I'm like, I don't really understand how the blue mage works. It It is not present in any other part, any other Final Fantasy game, like mainline series, as far as I know, uh, which means that I am missing out a little bit. Maybe I'll, maybe I should turn Galef into a blue mage with red mage powers or white mage powers. I don't know, but the blue mage, the, the entire shtick, the entire idea behind a blue mage is that uh, a blue mage can absorber can collect spells from monsters um, which means that you get like you don't buy spells at a store in the town you don't learn spells in some other way with leveling up or whatever you literally collect spells from monsters so you have to go to specific areas and try to capture those spells um, it did feel like it was too complex and it felt like it was a little bit too late to use because well i didn't collect any of the spells in in world one and but I don't know if it's actually necessary, right? Like, even with, like, white and uh, black and red magic, you know, I use only, like, a handful of the spells, and none of them are the ones that I got early on in the game. But it's just it's just an interesting mechanic of a wizard that basically learns spells from monsters. Um, and so the guide mentions in places, I use the strategy wiki guide, where you can go with a blue mage to collect more spells. So it feels like I'm missing out. It is an interesting mechanic. There, so I ended up getting to the big bridge. Uh, the overworld bridge looks really blah. Like it's just like a single tile repeated over and over. But once I walked up to it, you know, I actually zoomed in. Like so, there was like the zoomed in town view or whatever you want to call it, and it had this like big castle-like entrance with a little door, which makes me think that it wasn't really meant for <laughs> like transporting a huge amount of people because. I, you can't even fit like a horse through there. Oh, they don't. Ooh, they don't have horses in in this world, do they? Yeah, that would explain it. That's why everything's like single file. But it is just like this beautiful area. Walk through the bridge. Um, enemies start to attack us, and so there are random encounters on the bridge. But the way those work is that like you're walking, you're walking across the bridge, and it's like this big, beautiful stone bridge. Whereas in the overworld, it looks like a wooden bridge. To be honest, it has like the yellow color of like wood. Um, and as you as you're walking, you stop, and monsters from like both sides out of the water jump out and jump to attack you, which is just a really cute way of doing random encounters. They really, I feel like they really stepped it up in this game with these like little details and variety. Um, it's kind of like a oh right, okay, we've got the handle of SNE on the SNES. Let's go ahead and see what we can do with this. Uh, again, we end up finding fighting Gilgamesh um, for the second time. Um, at this point, Gilgamesh is pretty strong. Um, I do have a, I do have my ga uh, Galef, my Galef. I do have Galef as a red mage, and I wrote down down a note that I should have made him a dragoon because I think that would have been actually really fun. And 
we start fighting, and Gilgamesh is still fairly weak. In fact, um, once we once he realizes we're beating him, he boosts himself with haste, shell, and protect, and then he does a jump and then an electrocute. Like has all these like multi-class. Um, or, yeah, multi-class, like, disciplines that he's able to execute. So it's, like, you know, white magic, um, which is, like, the protect and shell, um, time magic for haste, electrocute for black magic. Uh, if that is black magic, I actually don't know where electrocute comes from. And then a jump from Dragoon's ability. So, and, and Gilgamesh himself is a samurai in this game. So it's kind of, like, an interesting idea of, like, sh showcasing how you could weave together all these class abilities. And kind of to recap, in this game, you can become multiple different classes and you upgrade those, like you get a level in those classes. And I believe that once you reach level one in any class, you have the main abilities of that class available to you no matter what class you switch to. So it's kind of like a cool idea of like, all right, well, I want to use white magic. Let me reach level one and then I can switch to something else and I'll still have white magic to cast as a dragoon or something so that's what gilgamesh is doing here and as you gain levels through different classes you know barts is a samurai but he was a ninja he was a berserker he was a knight i think and i have abilities of all of those different classes that i can literally put in and have barts behave this way it's really cool um once we almost beat Gilgamesh, he runs off again and says, like, you know, that's enough beating for you for today, and it's really funny because we beat him. Um, it does make me wonder if he'll come back, like, as a really, as a really, really strong character at some point. We'll see. We'll see. We, I, I don't know. Like, this was our second encounter. He ran off again. Chances are there's going to be a third or maybe even a fourth encounter. Uh, we make it to the other island. Krilly runs toward us, and then there's an explosion that originates from x death's island i do not know what kind of explosion i believe that curly called it a barrier and we disappear and end up in the middle of nowhere um curly wonders where galef is and that's kind of where we end um today's like s s plot line of, of this episode it was a lot of stuff to cover we're getting like a crash course in this world of course you know in in the main the the usual fashion of final fantasy i'm sure we're gonna find a ship at some point or a wyvern and we're gonna be flying around or we're gonna be sailing around and try we're gonna discover the rest of the map there isn't much to really talk about here it's really one thing that that always feels a little bit i don't want to say disappointing but when you get when you meet the the the, the strongest villain X-Death. It's kind of interesting to have this foil of Gilgamesh being this weak character. Like, I don't know if he's gonna just turn one at one point and be like, yeah, I was trying to help you the whole time. But it's 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 kind of like a illusion. It's kind of illusion shattering to be in X-Death's castle in this like seed of black magic. And it's just like a regular castle and you fight regular monsters and you fight against Gilgamesh who's not very strong. It makes you wonder about who X-Death really is. It makes me wonder if Again, like, Exteth is obviously not going to be the, the main villain of the series. We're going to see hate or jealousy or, or, or greed or something as the main, you know, villain of the, of the entire series or a series, sorry, and the entire game. But it, it casts some doubt on Exteth's real evil. Like, I mean, yeah, there is evil. Is there competency? You know? Is there strength behind Exteth? Or is Exteth the kind of villain where you're like, well, He's a villain, 
and he does horrible stuff, he's just not like a very good villain. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, those, those are kind of my thoughts about it. Like in this episode, I'm excited to get to the next section of this world and to world three. It's just an amazing, interesting idea. And I can't believe that we're, what is it, 12 episodes in and we're still playing this game and we're not, we're, we're, I think we're like maybe halfway or about to be halfway through the entire game, which means that there's a lot more stuff that's coming, a lot more stuff that's going to happen. It's very exciting. Um, you know, are we going to see more aliens? Are we going to see lunar people? Are we, you know, what are we going to see? Um, we just, I don't know. I don't know. But that's it for this episode. If you want to follow me on Twitter, on twitter.com slash podcast, I implore you to leave ratings and reviews wherever you can because the, it, it helps out. I think I have an audience of 30 people, like a stable audience of 30 people, which means I've, gr- I've grown since the last time I've... Um, kind of reported how many uh, listeners I have. And I had about, tw- I think, average 20, maybe 25. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see where all this goes, this this podcast. Until next time. <laughs>